Hey everybody, this is Mandy. And sometimes I forget consciously that when I type type, it's spelled with a Y, but when I'm typing it, I always add the Y. Hi everybody, this is Ollie, and I wish y'all could have heard Mandy's original intro. And this is the Mandy and Ollie podcast. You search for guys with the most things. Daddy ran away, left your mama with the keys to the Mustang. Yeah, keys to the Mustang. Before we get into it, I just want to say that Ollie is shady, y'all. Because when I messed up, I don't. I just let it go. What are you talking about? What are you talking? about? No let it go. Hear it. What are you talking about? No one's gonna hear it, but they're gonna know that it exists. Not to them, it doesn't. Okay. Anywho's, how are you doing on this fine day, Mandy? I am all right. Except for, you know, when the sun gets blocked by um, a cloud and so it feels like dark in your room. So you turn on the light and then it immediately, I guess, the cloud passes. And it's, I just feel like my life and the actual sun are doing this thing where it's like I'm going from shadows of dark and then little ha- spurts of happiness and then it gets dark again. That's how my life feels. <laughs> I wanted to tell, like, a joke in reply to that, but I felt like what you said was semi-deep, so I feel like I can't even joke on it. (laughs) Yikes. Um, I'm okay. I did the thing where I went out and got some exercise with the dogs, and I came back in and showered, but I forgot I have to exercise again, so it was like, do I sit in my own funk for a little bit, or do I just take three showers in one day? And so it looks like I'm going to be on my third shower later tonight. So, yeah. So, would you like to introduce our guest for the day? So, again, y'all, we asked you, who wants to tell Mm -hmm. us how they feel? Who Mm -hmm. wants to be on the podcast? Mm -hmm. And this lovely, beautiful, wonderful listener, she (laughs) responded back. And I'm trying not to gush, but I'm gushing because she's someone that we know and love. And I'm Mm -hmm. just going to let her introduce herself. So, guess, tell us about yourself. Mm -hmm. Hi. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even understand why you're gushing, but I think it's adorable and it makes my heart smile. Um, But, hi. Um, People know me as Camille or sometimes as Happily Naomi on the internet, which is weird um but mainly Camille my friends call me Cammy. yeah so hi hi, hi. I forgot the second question it? you asked me I think if there was anything you wanted to share about yourself yes. or how you're doing mm-hmm. oh um sharing about myself well um I I don't know what what to share about myself this is like my least favorite question ever in life See, um, that's why I'm not supposed to be giving guest questions. I'm supposed to be giving the questions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. She also asked you how your day was going. Could you answer that? Uh, I mean, my day is going better because I'm off of work. Work okay. is super stressful just because I do work in the health care realm and things are pretty stressful because COVID. Um I also feel like you know your audience, whether or not you're using, like, coronavirus versus COVID-19. Like, in the in the profession that I work in, it's always COVID-19. But when I'm talking to my friends, it's always coronavirus or the Rona. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that's, like, 
the interesting thing about deciphering which term to use when talking about the pandemic. Uh, but yeah, day has been, I mean, it's okay. It's like work. Um, I usually have a better time when I'm like not at work and I can just like run away from work problems and do silly things like play video games or do my skincare routine or um, lately just get on people's cases about their black squares on the interwebs. So yeah, that that's what I've been up to. And that's my day in a nutshell. Um, and I'm looking forward to figuring out what I'm going to eat for dinner later. So that's going to be fun. That is all relatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love food. I, um, and I can never really decide on what to eat. I also love food, but I'm in a place right now that I'm not prioritizing it. So um, I'll even tell you, sometimes I don't eat or I'm like, after a certain time, I definitely don't feel like eating if I have to do other stuff. So I'm just like, well, did I eat today? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's enough. Like, <laughs> I would love to just be able to engage in all of the flavors and things that I enjoy, but I don't prioritize it as much as I feel like I used to. She really no, I feel that. you because there will be does. times where I'm in a zone of if it's work, if it's chores or something, and I'm like, okay, I should take a break to eat, but I'm going to keep doing this thing instead. And then I get hangry, and nobody likes to be around me when I'm hangry. Mm-hmm. Get this girl a Snickers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, though, it's so bad. I feel like Mandy's is worse just because it'll be like maybe eight o'clock and I'm like, what did you eat for dinner? She's like, I had some applesauce a couple hours ago. Okay. What did you eat for dinner? Oh, well, I made a baked potato, but I forgot about it. Okay. So what did you eat? <laughs> what are you going to eat? I, Mandy, I you and I are the same. But like, okay, Mandy, you are so loved because Ollie just like looks after you like that. That's that's so nice. That's a good <laughs> friend. Yeah. I, I I appreciate the asking. I, it's a reminder that maybe I should eat. I don't know if it helps me with my execution. Mm. So just to follow up, though, on, like, the baked potato in the microwave, if you forget the baked potato and then you, like, remember it, like, hours later, do you go back and reheat it and eat it? Or you just so leave I it don't, I don't own a microwave. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I put it in a toaster oven. Mm-hmm. And, yes, it usually is forgotten in there and then I just reheat it and then I'll eat it. And then, um, I may not eat all of it. So I put it in the fridge and then I come back the next day and, I reheat it again, and then I eat the rest of it. Which you would think would make her eat it because it's a toaster oven. It's not a five mm-hmm. minute timer in the microwave. It's in the toaster mm-hmm. freaking oven. So it's just more work for her <laughs> to not Listen, eat. I, I I understand both points in this. <laughs> Cause I have been there myself personally. Yeah. So you for real don't own a microwave? Like no judgment because like I'm trying to decrease my microwave use, but like how long have you not had a microwave for? Oh, so I've lived in my God. apartment. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, did I hit a stove? Uh, she was like, oh, my life. No, um, I lived in my apartment for two years, and I just kind of consciously made the decision to not buy a microwave when I was moving in, and they do not provide microwaves. So 
um, when given the opportunity of getting a microwave or a toaster oven, um, I opted for the toaster oven. No, that's fair. I love a toaster oven. Yeah, I mean, it allows me to warm things, but also cook things and not have to increase my gas bill or just like heat the whole house because, you know, that oven is going to take a lot of more heat. Mm -hmm. And um, I guess I'm less radioactive. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't go in the dryer too. Yeah, I commend no, her but for that's that. Good. That's a big, yeah, it is good. It's it's healthy, definitely. But it's also, in my opinion, I'm sure you're used to it by now, but it's like a big commitment. But even when I visit, I'm like, dang, this is going to take a while for me to heat this up. Let me just buy something that I don't have to heat up. <laughs> it, really, it really doesn't take that long. It just, I guess it depends on like your state of hunger, you know, mm-hmm. at the time that you're reheating or heating up food. Mm-hmm. So I do own a lot of things I say own you buy groceries <laughs> on a more consistent basis I will buy things that like if I need to eat immediately I have food that I can eat immediately but if I know that I'm planning to eat a meal then I anticipate the toaster oven time mm-hmm. yeah sometimes I just um eat cold cuts out the fridge and, and the applesauce like she was saying <laughs> Like, the thing about food for me, because I'm trying to do better, I mean, I guess this is goals, so maybe I should save this for your goals. I mean, we can go ahead and transition, if you like. No, it's not my podcast. But you're our guest, so if you're ready to move on, we can definitely move on. Well, I mean, it's it's more of like a segue, if you will. Um, Yeah. Let's scoot on into goals. (laughs) (laughs) So... Well, what what would you like for us to call you on this episode? What would you prefer to be called? You can call me Cammy. Okay, Camille. So, what would you like to do? <laughs> what would you like to tell us about your goals? Hit us with your goals. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like I'm being transported back to like 2004, 2005 right now, and it's giving it is everything to me. Um, well, I'm trying to eat healthier, um, because I, so I was diagnosed with PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome in 2013. Mm -hmm. And I had a feeling that I had it, but like none, none of the doctors that I had like ever like brought it up or like knew what, what it was really. And I feel like there's just been like more awareness about PCOS, or at least I feel like there's been more awareness. Sorry about- to interject. When yeah. you say none of your doctors, you're talking about the primary care physician that you have to go to on a regular basis to make sure that you're well. And you brought it up and they were like, well, oh, oh, no, nothing about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I mean, oh my gosh. yeah, there are people that like get diagnosed with it early on. Um, and when growing up, I like none of my doctors like thought it was a thing because I had irregular periods. I, um, like just like very textbook symptoms of PCOS I had. Um, and they were just like, Oh, you're just irregular. We don't know. Um, and then I was without insurance for like two years, like post-college. And then in 2013, I got insurance. 
went to the doctor and they were like, yeah, um, I think you're right. I think you do have PCOS. Um, and I've gone through like different, I've gone to different top doctors, gotten second opinions and things mm-hmm. like that. But, um, yeah, like I have textbook PCOS and PCOS is different for all women that have it. There, there are no two women that have the exact same symptoms, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, I am saying I'm a lot. It's, it's so crazy. <laughs> but yeah, I'm trying to eat better because I have that. And I'm trying to get off of the medications that doctors usually prescribe when you have PCOS, which is metformin, spironolactone for cystic acne, mm-hmm. and birth control. So I've been weaning myself off of that. I'm trying to adopt a dairy-free, gluten-free oh. diet mm. because mm. they say that's the best diet for those that have PCOS because some of the symptoms mock like diabetic patients so and that's the diet that they recommend for diabetic patients so I've been trying off and on I'm not very successful but uh because your girl likes cheese (laughs) and I live in the midwest and there's a lot of good cheese up here and it's debatable whoa whoa Whoa. I'm sorry. Whoa. I just have a strong opinion when it comes to cheeses and Wisconsin ain't it. They got the cheese heads though. Isn't that the state Wisconsin? Wisconsin's one of those states I forget we have, but I know one of those states got a cheese head thing, right? Yep. Right. We are the cheese state. <laughs> um, like I, Wisconsin was one of those states that I forgot about too until I moved here. And mm. it was very understandable why i forgot about wisconsin (laughs) once i moved here but i love it up here now i mean i'm sure wisconsin is a very lovely place with rolling plains but the cheese the cheese is so good what are you saying in comparison to mandy in comparison to cheese from where so i am a fan of english cheese english aged cheese Okay. And it makes me sad when I have certain American, especially, particularly American cheese. <laughs> Starting there, it's it tastes like nothing. But when I have other American, like, cheddars or other cheeses produced in America, I'm like, y'all just, like, rush this straight out of the cow onto the shelves because it doesn't taste like it's been through some things that give it that flavor. And so that's you like why an aged cheese. She likes I like an aged cheese. I'm like, it's had to have been through things. It can't just be, oh, here is cheese. Like, I feel like that process gives it something worth eating. Because as Ali always says, like, we're not supposed to be ingesting these dairies from milks of other uh, creatures. So if I'm going to eat it, it's got to be worth it. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, I guess we could agree to disagree. Oh, that's fair. Two things can be true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Two things can Camille be can true. Enjoy the, Camby can enjoy the cheese, and Mandy can <laughs> think the cheese is trash. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I just feel like cheese is so, I mean, there's just so many different kinds of cheeses and they can be used for different things. Like you've got like your cheddars and um, truffle cheeses that can go into a nice grilled cheese sandwich with a tomato soup on the mm. side with extra basil. Mm. Um, you've got your brie cheese that you can stuff into like a croissant with fig jam and have like a nice delightful pastry. You've got your mascarpone cheeses, your ricotta cheeses, and those are pretty versatile. Those can go sweet or savory. Brie cheese, I mean, I've mentioned that already, but it's one of my favorites. It's so good. Did you have to go to a cheese class when you moved to Wisconsin? You know so much. Was that with your driver's license exam? First of all, you right on red. And two, is smoked Gouda? How long do you need to smoke it for it to be smoked? <laughs> Actually, on my driver's license, um, right next to... Uh, uh, organ donor it says cheese enthusiast so oh, that is cool yeah i believe it it, I, it doesn't actually say that i believe it though oh, anyway okay. <laughs> <laughs> but i commend you for sharing your health journey mm-hmm. um and really giving that understanding and as they say like advocating for yourself because just in the initial part of your story to hear that the doctors are like well we don't really know about that but you it's it sounds like you had continued to pose it so it also sounds like they continued to not try and find out any information for you they yeah. just wanted it to be like no you're fine it's it's good we don't really want to look into this we don't want to be bothered no it's it's true because i mean even last year i had some health issues and I had to have surgery and I still think like my symptoms were like similar to endometriosis but like not true textbook endometriosis and Mm -hmm. like I had surgery and my um my doctors were just very like well we don't know what it is Mm -hmm. so I'm still on a journey for getting a second third fourth opinion uh, I am, I'm also just an anomaly in the health world, I think, because like I have all of these weird issues and I've had weird issues like as a kid, but doctors have just never known like how to diagnose it. Like mm-hmm. I'll have, I have like weird like nerve issues, but, but they don't like get diagnosed as fibromyalgia because like it's not quite fibromyalgia but also fibromyalgia is really hard to diagnose and there's not enough research on it do you have endometriosis yeah like your ovaries kind of look like that but we're not really sure because it's so microcytic I don't know yeah you this is weird why are your iron levels low all the time you have anemia but not real anemia and it's not sickle cell anemia because you would be dead by now so I don't know what it is and it's like thanks doctor I will pay my $35 copay now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that's always frustrating but yeah I mean I am a huge fan of advocating for yourself and there's there are lots of huge issues when it comes to not only women, but like black women getting healthcare and being heard and being mm-hmm. understood. So the more you advocate for yourself, the better, but it's also like, why do I have to advocate for myself so hard when 
you're the one that went to school and paid all that money to get your credentials to help me out. Facts. Yeah. Like, if I wanted to be a doctor, I would be. <laughs> I could co-sign for that. Cammy's smart. <laughs> um, Ollie, mm-hmm. what are your goals? How are you doing? So, I know last week or the week prior to last, I said fitness was something I had written down. So, this week, I just wrote down bicycle, which means <laughs> <laughs> that I've been biking. I've been working out with someone. So, I'm hoping that... Um, I can kind of stick to that. They have a long-term goal in mind that, you know, a partner would be useful for achieving. I have some short-term goals in mind. So I'm hoping I can stick to bicycling and just um, also like, it's one of those fancy bikes where with all like the gear changes and everything. And I've been taught like on several different occasions how to use the gears. But when I'm on the bike, I'm just like, Break, 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 break. <laughs> so, yeah. Also practicing my gears. So that's on my goal list for right now. Um, so I thought of two things when you were talking about your journey with bicycles. One, <laughs> I thought about that song. I don't know where it came from, but it's like, bicycle, bicycle. And then the other thing that I thought about... <laughs> I don't know what song you're talking about. And I'm pretty good at songs and jingles. It's a song by Queen, I think. Oh, uh, okay. Clean? You don't know Queen? Bicycle, Are you saying clean, bicycle, like clean your house? Bicycle. No, clean I want like Elizabeth. Bicycle. Oh, yeah. like Bohemian Rhapsody Queen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, never heard it. It sounds like it's Queen, now that you say it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My brother yeah. went through a weird queen phase, so that's why I know that song. Uh, I saw the movie, um, but it wasn't in there, because otherwise I might have remembered. Mm. It's a good movie. The other thing I was thinking about, um, Ali and I had talked with some people about this offline, is you know my journey with bicycles mm-hmm. is that I've been learning to ride a bicycle for like the last 15 years. So... <laughs> I also don't know, well, I mean, she knows more than I would, how to change gears. But the last time I rode a bike, someone gave me a bike with, um, I guess, gear shifts. And I didn't know anything about that. And so I was struggling. And I was like, why can't I ride this? And then they were like, oh, it's stuck in such and such a gear. So she put it in first gear. But she never explained to me still how to use the gear. So then I was putting all my effort into first gear and it, the, the bike wouldn't be moving and I was just in a lot of pain. So I guess it'll be another five years and I'll get another bike lesson. <laughs> but <laughs> but mean, uh, fun fact, I never learned how to ride a bike. So. <gasps> Gasp. Oh, I'm not surprised. Y'all are ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> did you just so that I don't want to learn. <laughs> right. And every time I bring it up, everyone's like, oh, Camille won't teach you how to ride a bike. It's going to be so great. And then I'm like, okay. And then they never do. So See, That's why you need to right. leave Wisconsin and get away from those lion cheese heads and get uh, caught. This isn't just in Wisconsin. <laughs> this has been in New York. This has been in Yikes. Georgia. So Yikes. it's not just Wisconsin. Right. Yeah, people just are inconsistent when it comes to bicycle teaching. I will say the first time I ever really rode and felt comfortable i was drunk so maybe you just need to be drunk so i just need a little bit of liquid courage and lots of 
um, protective gear. Mm-hmm. Well, I wasn't Y'all wearing any, but that would probably help. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> I, I just feel like it would be smart for me to at least wear a helmet, some elbow pads, some knee pads. You know, now that you if say that. I'm going that, to be drunk on a bike. I have all those things, but I don't use them. Now that you say that. <laughs> I was what? like, you know what? I have Wait. a helmet and I have protective equipment. And You're I not wearing things. a helmet? To ride a bike? Yeah. Yes. No. <laughs> the what? fact that you, that you said it like, like we were, like, like, <laughs> I don't even Do you know. Do you not wear a seatbelt when you drive? To drive a car? Yes. I can't. Stop <laughs> doing that. <laughs> what do you mean to drive a car? Like me learning, of course, I didn't. I didn't own those things, but the fact that you have them, which means you thought about the protective aspect <laughs> of it, and now you're just like, eh, I don't feel like it. It's like no, me it's not, not taking my I don't vitamins. Feel like it. It's like me not taking my no, vitamins. No, because you don't. You might not take because you don't feel like it. I might not put on my helmet because I'm like, okay, I'm confident in my skills. I'm confident that I will be okay doing this myself i'm confident in how safe and cautious i am so i don't really think about the helmet or the pads or anything else i do need a butt pad because that seat is starting to hurt if anything that's what i need yeah that was yeah that was very painful for me the last time i rode a bike i just feel like if you're gonna be on that concrete in the great wide open somewhere um it would just be nice that there's like protection between your skull and the concrete. That's all I'm saying. But it's like, it's not necessarily concrete. It's like a trail. So there's like water, there's like dirt, there's rocks. There's like rocks. Yeah. It's all kinds of oh, stuff. I mean, <clears throat> and this is just me from like watching a lot of television. I just feel like, you know, it, it's your life and it's your skull and if you don't want to wear a helmet when you bike that is your prerogative and i can't thank force you. you thank you um, i appreciate to do that. that now um oh, on the oh. flip side oh. uh, <laughs> i really do hope that um other people that are listening to your podcast wear a helmet when they're biking but as camille and- said it's your prerogative so you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> say that. And by observation, as Ollie's the only one that can ride a bike, I'm not saying she's the expert. I'm just saying she's the only one doing it. You so, made a good point. I, I wish you luck. I wish you luck on that. I, what do you if, say? Usually, Mandy, two things can be true. You can, two things can be true. You can ride a bike without a helmet. Or you could listen to Camille and actually wear a helmet when you ride your bike. Two things can be true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mandy, what's on your goal <laughs> list for this episode? <laughs> so the past goals that I've had have been related to school. But mm-hmm. this week, my goal, um, I haven't done it yet. It's just something I'm going to write for myself for the future, is to buy wrap snacks. Oh, they're tasty. What okay, are wrap so, snacks? What so, are wrap snacks? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you. So, the re- I'm, I'm trying to make a conscious effort to um, 
buy from more black companies. Mm -hmm. And when I first saw Rap Snacks, I was like, what is this and why? Why why do (laughs) we have these rap celebrities on the cover of potato chips? And why are the names like sour cream and onion with a dab of ranch? Like, what, what, why is this happening? Um, plus, I'm not into, like, a wide range of flavors when it comes to my potato chips. But because Rap Chips is Black-owned, I was like, oh, I sh- understand that they were trying to, like, not only penetrate a market of, like, you know, chips and snacks, but they were also trying to brand it and cultivate it. So, you know, young people or people of their culture where they're like, you know, the kids love rap. The kids love snacks. So why not make rap snacks? So I've experienced them before via my friend and her husband, who always seems to have it in their mm-hmm. home mm-hmm. or possession. Mm-hmm. But I want to also contribute at some point and find the rap snack flavor that is for me and try and buy that one. Because if I'm going to buy chips anyways, they might as well be from this Black-owned business Rap Snacks. Okay. Mm, are we sure that Rap Snacks is Black-owned? Who's James Lindsay? From what I saw... Oh, okay. Never mind. You're right. I just okay. wasn't sure. It was taking a while for his picture to load, and I was like, are they trying to bamboozle me? But it loaded. It's a Black man who partnered with uh, Master P. So, okay. okay. Which makes sense as to why Romeo was on the first back. So, <laughs> they, it was a man who was like, I have a snack idea, and he found another man with some money, which is, you know, how businesses tend to work. Mm-hmm. I, the idea man and the money guy. And they got together and made this the snack business and it's you know the fact that they're black is a nice little um feather in the cap so i'm gonna try and buy some black snacks i mean rap snacks <laughs> same thing i mean they are black snacks <laughs> right too. um i'm looking them up on on instagram right now and it's i i i've heard of this company before mm-hmm. and i thought it was a joke when when they first I really did I really did think it was a joke so I didn't even like look them up and like it's all starting to come back to me now I'm like oh rap snacks mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they sell but them yeah, in Walmart I, for sure. goal. I think it's a good goal yeah. yeah at least one good time but I figure if I find the flavor that I like then I can just you know continuously buy them mm-hmm. but it's not gonna be sour cream with a dab of ranch cause I know that's not I don't not my that. stick yeah not my all right are you guys ready to get into some heavy stuff let's do it it's time let's step into the safe space so camille do you have an entry for this is a safe space oh boy um well it's not really a specific entry Mm -hmm. um it's just Everything going on in the world right now is, I mean, I've, I've been feeling this heaviness, not just in the more recent months, but I've been feeling them in the most recent years. Um, and I think the one thing that I really wanted to talk about was just white people getting in on their newfound wokeness and the Black Lives Matter movement and them proclaiming, wow, I can't believe that racism 
exist still. Oh my God, this is insane. But I'm listening and I'm learning. And if I hear one more white person or just like non-black person say, I understand that I'll never understand, but I stand (laughs) with you. I think I might lose it because it is the PR version that's been gifted to all non-black people to show their solidarity and just like leave it there. And that does not sit well with me at all because like every time we hear news about injustice towards the black community I, I mean, I, I'm in my feelings. I, my anxiety heightens. Like, I'm scheduling another appointment with my therapist. I'm reading more. I am crying. I can't sleep. I, I like, this, the list goes on and on on what I'm doing. And the fact that, like, some people are able to just you know, be on social media, post their black square, get back to business as normal, it, it, it's out it just baffles me and I I just don't understand how people are just now being aware that this is a thing. It's one of those things I'm asking more so than stating that when you're hearing it, you feel like it's insincere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like, I can understand like some, there are some people that really just like don't know that they like they've never been exposed to it they're just now understanding what white privilege is that's great but like i think if you're going to say something like that then you need to back it up with some sort of action if you're going to be vocal and say oh i stand with you then you need to be vocal about what you're reading what what you're listening to what new things that you're learning things like that don't just say Oh, I'm learning so much in the past couple of weeks. Like, what have you learned? Let me know. Let let your followers know. Let your platform know. Like, especially influencers that have a larger platform, it it just baffles me whenever they're like, Wow, oh the racism. <laughs> <laughs> like this racism has just got to stop. Yeah, duh. It needs to stop. <laughs> when you say that, I, I'm understanding that now more so because I don't have really um, any people who are white in my life, like actively, I would mm. say. Um, but I do, you know, experience social media and influence, influencers and stuff like that, just like anybody else would. And so I do think it's something that um, Ali talks a lot about algorithms, where it has been flooded in their mainstream vision. And that's why it seems like they're like, oh my gosh, this was happening the whole time. Yeah. So I don't know that they are really like doing the education more so as maybe not swiping away as fast when something is put on their feed. Right. Oh, okay. This is still here. This is still on my feet. I guess I should look into some of it. I guess I should like pay attention or like really dig past the first two lines of the caption, like really press that more button and see what people are talking about. Yeah. Like, 
I, I, it's a, it's a mix because, well, I mean, I live in Wisconsin, which is one of the whitest states you could ever live in. Um, mm-hmm. uh, still don't know why. I mean, I know why I moved up here. Uh, <laughs> but why haven't I, haven't I moved back to Georgia yet? But I don't want to necessarily live in Georgia for the rest of my life. Yep. But that's another story for another day. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe it's a story for today. Who knows? The night is still young. <laughs> but we've all had our get out of Georgia titles. <laughs> <laughs> but it. It's mainly coming from white social media influencers that I follow and some local people that I follow. Because mm-hmm. most of the white people that I am friends with, um, my some of my best friends that are white, they they have already known about this. They already have had this understanding. Like they have been vocal about injustice in past years. Like this isn't new to them. It, but it's like. The, the influencers that are, you know, applauding Band-Aid brand for <laughs> making darker Band-Aids. What? This has been an issue for a while. Why do you think there are other companies that specifically cater to darker skin tones? Yeah. Like, we shouldn't be applauding people for the bare minimum. And I think that that's my biggest thing when I see um, people that are in their fake solidarity not backing it up with action. I feel or like in their solidarity not backing it up with action and it being perceived to me as fake solidarity. Right. I was going to say, I feel like it's the fact that we have all this technology and all this information always continuously coming in where it's like, okay, well, what are you going to say, Aldo? What is, what are you going to say, Aunt Jemima? What are you going to say, Ziploc? What are you going to say, Instagram? Like everyone has a spotlight on these companies and they're like, oh yeah, well, we stand with you. Here's a black square. And then a couple of days later, would you like to try this new product? Look at how we're supporting you by, like you said, changing the color of the bandaid by making every Thursday black day and wear a black t-shirt, get 10% off your coffee or just like wild things or it's like this isn't what we're asking for we're asking for permanent change we're asking for laws to be revised we're asking for amendments to be made we're not asking for you to finally put a shade of makeup in us or to give us Juneteenth off that's not what we're asking for so, I mean, I'll take Juneteenth off. Right, but that's not it. that's not on our list of demands. Or if it is, it's not at the tippy top. I take it's don't not, kill not. black men over. I have another day off, which you're probably going to take away from me in some way, or say, oh, we need you to stay later throughout the year. You know what I mean? Like make up for mm-hmm. it somehow, some BS. So I agree, and that's what I was trying to say last week. I was like, I don't, I'm not, I I understand maybe our everyday people who are affected by it, maybe saying, okay, I need to take a break, or let me post on normal things or let me look at something a little more joyous because I have to live through this but these companies who want to say oh look look at us doing this good thing for like a week look at us and then go back to normal I don't appreciate that yeah same and that's really what I wanted to say on my little soapbox okay okay Mandy do you have an entry for this is a safe space dang the fact that I'm going after that mine is very um is is a lot more trivial. Doesn't matter. I like trivial. Doesn't matter. It's okay. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. 
So for my This is a Safe Space, I am coming, and I am i can't remember if I've done this before, but I'm coming in the defense of millennials. I was <laughs> trying to take a moment to listen to one of my um, favorite podcasts, um, which is a, so um, it's called Waiting to Exhale, and it has two podcast hosts that were a part of another podcast that I also was a fan of that is no longer. But on the episode I was listening to, all the hosts from the former podcast came to this one. And so it was like, oh, it's like a family reunion. And I was all excited. And then they started bashing millennials. And I was like, we still doing this? Like, mm-hmm. like I thought that was like so 2019. There's so much stuff going on in 2020. I didn't think we were still bashing millennials. But they were bashing us in a way that I felt like was also unearned and unwarranted so they were basically giving a moment to praise gen z for a lot of like the um a lot of the like protesting they've been doing like the fact that they're very like trying to be at least knowledgeable in like social issues and really fight to change things um as a generation and I have been seeing that a lot on social media where people are like, you know, we were worried about Gen Z when they were eating those Tide Pods, but look at all the things that they've grown into doing. And it's true, like, they planned their own protest um, when they were trying to look at, you know, gun reform. And they are very active in looking at, like, the Black Lives Matter movement and fighting for um, people in, like, the LGBTQ community. So I agree that, like, Gen Z is out here popping but i don't like that whole comparison situation of okay well then the baby boomers they're good because of this and bad because of this and gen x is good because of this and bad because of this and somehow millennials always just get the bad cut or the bad rap that all we care about is building our own brands and looking good on social media and blah 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 blah. like like oh well you know gen millennials might have found a way to advance technology, but Gen Z is using technology for good. And I'm just like, what? Or or they were saying like, we aren't, we didn't train Gen Z to do this because we were focused on other things. And I'm like, well, why would we be training them at all? Like, we basically <laughs> the same age. Like, I'm not their mother. Why would I be telling them to do anything? And so it was just like, I don't understand why of all the things that um I have to defend myself for being it's all happens to be stuff that I don't can't control like I got to defend myself from being black I got to defend myself from being a woman and I got to defend myself for being a millennial and none of these things were my decision none of these things Mm. were choices that I made so it was just something I was like okay well I came here for solace and I feel like I'm getting attacked and all I did was get born (laughs) so I, d- I don't even know the best way to, I guess, continue to defend millennials because I'm just like, I don't like the idea of generalizing a group of people the same way folks don't believe in the Zodiac that just because you're born in a certain time of the month as someone else, y'all are exactly the same. There's no, like, I don't believe that just because I was born in a certain year range, I'm exactly the same as everybody else. But I'm also like, we've experienced good and great things and you know, there's some things that maybe we could have worked on, but I don't know. That's just, okay. I'm going to get off my soapbox. Y'all got anything to say about that? <laughs> I would agree that a lot of this is not in our control. And 
I would also agree that millennials and Gen Z are very similar in age in some of the things we think, our thought processes, processes and everything like that. And also, I don't agree that it's our responsibility to, I won't say teach or raise the next generation, but it's like, it, and I'm not even trying to say let's cater for millennials, but I'm saying with the boomers, what do they get? They get the pensions, they get social security, they get to make all these effed up laws that over 20, 30 years, by the time they're like on their vacations or old or decrepit and just living their lives, we have to deal with backlash. So we've been dealing with reform for a while. We've been dealing with crappy laws for a very long time. And now that I feel like, like your earlier um, happenstance about there being a cloud, now that there's like a break in the clouds, it's like Gen Z made that break in the clouds and y'all just over there basking in the sun. And I'm like, no, that's not what we're doing. <laughs> like we have our own issues and our own problems as well. So it's not like, it's not like I see, and I hate these millennials are so lazy millennials because they won't go to the park. Now the parks are shutting down. Millennials don't listen to the radio. So they killed the radio industry as if we're su- supposed to do certain things. So I hate that tag where it's like millennials are ruining the economy because they're not buying into these things that we created for us boomers. And it's like, what? Because we want to do our own thing we are somehow destroying the economy or not progressing your thoughts or your ideas. And I just find that to be very unfair that there's this stigma put on millennials when it's just like, we're just literally trying to live and survive and make something of ourselves. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, Because we got screwed. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Really, really hard. And especially when it comes to education and jobs, et cetera, et cetera. Like we, like you said, we're just trying to survive day by day. And even some Gen Xers, but especially boomers are like, Oh, millennials, they don't work. We're working harder than we need to. Honestly, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. most millennials are breaking their backs to survive Mm -hmm. and it shouldn't be that way. Agreed. It's true. And the fact that we're doing things differently is just speaks to how creative we are to create new jobs when there wasn't one mm-hmm. for us anyway. Mm-hmm. 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 So I don't know All why right. there's this whole, oh, millennials, they don't work hard and they're, they're mm-hmm. not wearing a suit and tie, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Mm -hmm. or they're selfish they're not repopulating the world and it's like just because I don't want to have a baby at between the ages of 16 and 18 doesn't mean I want the world to end that's not what that means and also get out of my ovaries get out of my vagina and get out of my cervix because that's not your business what I do with that and when or if I decide to do that or go that route how about we look at all the children that are currently homeless that need to be adopted or need to be put in foster care but you want us to just be baby making machines so people can go to your Disneyland so people can go to your restaurant so people can continue to feed into the generational wealth for you generational (laughs) sorry (laughs) I started talking fast and messed that up I mean, that is what you would call a bloop situation. You just bloop, bloop, bloop. (laughs) I mean, those were all facts. (sighs) Um, Just a side note, though. The Once Upon a Time, when I used to watch Seventh Heaven, like, religiously, and I still to this day do not understand why I watch that show so religiously, Mm. um... I thought that I was going to be married and have kids by like 22. And I'm just so glad yep. that I 
I, I don't have an eight-year-old right now. Whoa, they would be eight. They Whoa. would be eight. I thought I was going to have mean, my first kid at 22 and my second kid at 24 and maybe go for a third one at 26. And when I look wow. back at that, I just start screaming hysterically into a pillow. <laughs> because what? <laughs> I mean, I, I would have to back that up to to youth because I'm like seventh heaven like I feel like that went out like it stopped airing so long ago I can't even remember when it started airing yeah but but definitely I feel like at the point when we were 18 and we started to experience different things in life we were still of that notion like oh I'd like to get married young and then you were like oh wait do I want to get married Mm -hmm, young mm -hmm. yeah no um, I'm very <laughs> grateful that baby Camille did not get married at 22 because she did not know anything about anything. Right, I don't know still. anything about anything now, so. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm still growing. Like, I'm 30, and I still have things to learn. Yeah, I'm older than 22, and I still got things to learn as well. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, Ollie. <laughs> I am older than 22. <laughs> Yes, yes, that that is a truth. Mm-hmm. Two things can be true. You can be thirty, and I can Two be older than twenty-two. That's so funny, Ali. What mm-hmm. is your this safe space? I wanted to talk about checking your petty. And I kind of wanted this to go two different ways. I wanted to let you, I wanted to ask you guys like when like do you have self-realization when you're being petty and are you like let me rein it in or do you sometimes think you know what no I need to instead of letting it go I need to let my petty be known and just let it play out do you find yourself I guess at this age when you're older than 22 do you find yourself (laughs) checking your petty more often or do you find yourself being like no I'm gonna say what's on my mind and you can take it or leave it it is situational for me Like, if it's with people that I'm very close with or feel comfortable around, then sometimes I'll check my petty and reel it in a little bit. Or if it's with somebody that I love and they have just really stepped on my toes, then I put them in their place. Like, no, you're not going to do this to me. I'm a grown woman. You're an adult. We need to, like, not, this should not be happening. So you better check yourself before you wreck yourself mm. i knew it i saw it coming yeah um, <laughs> i knew you were gonna say check yourself before you wreck yourself yeah. i try not to be petty i i feel like i can remember the last time i did something and i was like consciously i was like oh we gonna be petty today but i don't i i don't really have that energy or that mindset anymore like it's I know it sounds weird it doesn't cross my mind like I can observe pettiness I don't know that I feel it Mm. what do you mean like you subconsciously petty what do you mean I don't I mean if I was being subconsciously petty I think someone else would have to tell me like that was petty because for the most part I feel like sometimes I'm too sarcastic or upfront to be petty. Like you, you're gonna hear me say, 
a form of, oh, she's not feeling this in a way that I couldn't be petty about it. Um, see, I guess I'm consciously and subconsciously checking my petty. It's just, I, I don't feel like, unless you can tell me otherwise, because, you know, you know me, um, if I've been petty recently, but I, I don't think I have. Um, not to my knowledge recently. Some of your reactions are, uh, less than agreeable, but I wouldn't tell them petty. <laughs> All right. That was my main question. I oh, guess you, you got through that. You were posing <laughs> as a question. You didn't have um, yeah, a situational type thing. I So previously I talked about trying to be more graceful. That hasn't worked out. I feel like growing <laughs> up, I've always been the bigger person. And for the last couple of mm. years, I've said, let me not be the bigger person. I've just kind of let fly whatever fly or flu, whatever you want to say. I let it go. And so then these last, I feel like maybe a couple of months, I've gone back to let me be the bigger person, and I'm just not liking it. I'm not liking this version of me because I don't feel like it's the true version of me, but I also don't want to be seen as a petty person. But I feel like things are not going the way I would like them to go if I'm checking myself. Do you feel like... At, when you're the bigger person, you're being walked over or you're being... Yep. yep. It's like what like I was saying. Uh, it's what I was saying to my friends, my other friends off the um, pod was that I feel like when I'm petty or when I distinctively do things that I know will get a certain reaction is to teach a lesson. And when I don't do those things, the lesson is not being taught. Therefore, people continue to behave normally, which is unacceptable mm. to me. I feel that. I feel that. Thank you. So what do you do Maybe to like... Thinking... Go ahead. Well, I basically felt like I didn't have an answer for you. So I was thinking we could name the podcast like when to be petty or something. And then maybe the audience can tell us when it's an appropriate time. Or like when when you should check yourself and when you should play the petty card. I don't know about that. I've been writing down some titles and that's not one of them. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess I'm wondering, how do you guys rein it in? Do you never feel a desire to be petty or retaliate or teach someone a lesson? Like, is that just something that never crosses your mind? Sometimes it crosses my mind after the fact. Like, mm. when you think of a really good comeback, but the argument is long over and you're just like, man, and that. I should have said that in the moment. Well, that's when you hit and then, away. But like, another you secretly thing. still want to say it. In, like, <laughs> even yep. if it's been days after, you just want to be like, yep. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yep. Come yep. back. Yep. There's no time you want to come back. Yep. And another thing. Yep. And another Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like at some point in my life, I was like, yeah, oh, we can do this all day. We right. can do this all day. Right. But now I don't want to do that. Like, like for example, something happened at work <laughs> where I have been transitioning into like new things that I'm taking on at work. Mm -hmm. And because, you know, like when someone else was doing that thing and they kind of have to introduce you as the new person doing it. Mm hmm. So that happened, but I've still been copying that person on the emails or whatever correspondence so that they can help me make sure I'm, you know, doing things right because I'm still transitioning into learning it and taking it on. 
So apparently something, somebody sent an email where they were like, you know, Mandy sent this email and the other person was like, oh, I didn't get this. And they, and then they responded back with everyone and they were like, Mandy, who reports to so-and-so, um, can you make sure that you see, you know, send this to everyone or but something to that effect. And I was like, First of all, I didn't send that person that information. And, and then second of all, I don't report to this dude. Like, and so it was just like, I felt like being petty on multiple levels. And maybe what I did was a slight form of petty. But I, I just was like, I'm not going to respond to the fact that I don't report to him. Because he never said I reported to him. And it seems irrelevant to the process of what they need which is the information so I was just like okay let me just handle this to get them the information and ignore the fact that I feel like I'm being tried where I'm a black woman and you're saying I report to this white man which I don't report to him we do the same job but besides that you don't know I'm a black woman and you may or may not know he's a white man so the fact that I took that personal and I was like oh I'm finna let y'all have it I just let it go so I was just like well here is the email that I had sent you with that information. Please let me know if there was an issue upon you receiving it so that we can fix this later. And I clicked send. And then everybody act like I didn't send it, my receipt. But they were just like, okay, cool. We have the information now. And I was just like, see, again, mm-hmm. y'all ignored it the first time. And mm-hmm. now y'all ignoring that I told you that I did it the second time. But I'm going to let it go. No. So I do feel mm-hmm. like I have opportunities for mm-hmm. pettiness. But mm-hmm. I'm just like... I try and focus on what is needed more than the petty. Like, what do we need to get this thing done as opposed to, oh, you want to try somebody today? You mm-hmm. want to do this? Because we can do this. Mm-hmm. No, I, I guess. I, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Nope, nope, nope. That's not how I would have <laughs> handled that because I've had that happen before. I opened up the sent list. I did my little screenshot, my command control uh, screen captures like, hey, here's the date where I sent it to you. Is this your correct email address? If it is, then there must be a technical issue. Please get in contact with IT so they can figure out why you're not receiving emails. Also, attaches the information I sent you last week. Please let me know if you have questions. Send. That would have been me. I mean, I I did do that in a form. Like, I did copy the original email I sent to the person that they said they didn't get. But I was just like, you know, I'm just doing it based off of you say you need information. I know that that information was presented to you. So let me just make sure that you get it again. And if anyone is confused on anything, you can't say I didn't give it to you. Because at this point, I gave it to you twice. I just don't like that air of, oh, I'm going to call you out to everyone. Because they could have selectively sent you the message and said, oh, I don't think I got this from you. But the fact that they want to say, hey, everybody, Mandy didn't do this task she was supposed to do. And also, let me give you this information that has nothing to do with the task, which is she reports to so-and-so. Like, it it just makes no sense. It seems like you're trying to rope in this supervisor of mine that doesn't exist and tell everyone I'm not doing my job and I'm not having any of that well to be fair like they don't work directly with my company it's just and it's like a it's like a I'm working on a type case that this person used to work on so I don't know that they understand the hierarchy or the collaboration process so I'm just like that's not important for me to be able to work with y'all like to me, I prefer I prefer you not to think that he's my supervisor, but also 
he not gonna say anything because he know I I did everything I was supposed to do because he's copied on every email. I feel so like you're giving people the benefit of the doubt, and I just feel like I can't do that with people because of underlying intent, especially at work. Maybe in real life with my friends or associates or whomever I come in contact with, but when it comes to work emails, I am very much so. What What are you trying to do? What are you trying to get at by sending this publicly to everyone? Like, what is it that you couldn't have messaged me? Like, what are you trying to do? I don't know what your intentions are. These seem shady, so let me make sure all my ducks are in the row so I can cover my behind or CYA. Right your donkey right which is usually I would agree with that but because I started this position or like engaged in this role during the time of COVID I have never met these people Mm -hmm. they've never heard my voice they've only we've only communicated through email correspondence so they have no way of like having anything to really be biased about in my opinion besides the fact that I'm probably a woman Mm. That is very strange. How is that, starting a new job in the middle of COVID? Mm. Um, it was, it's not as bad as I think it would be for other people because at my old job, I was used to working from home so much, like voluntarily. <laughs> um, the only, the only One of the main things I don't like about it are these video calls because I'm like, this isn't necessary for you to see what my home looks like or what I look like. <laughs> mm. I feel like, Everybody knows, like, we're not putting in as much effort as we would to go out that, you know, like we used to. But um, it is definitely more difficult to learn things through this channel of remote working. But in terms of once I do learn it and doing the actual work, it's been fine. (laughs) Yeah, I... I remember we had somebody on my team that recently started, but they started maybe a week or two before everybody was supposed to start working from home. And one person on my team messaged me and they were like, do you know who this person is? Like I was getting stuff from them. I'm like, I don't know who you are. And I remember, oh yeah, this person just started like, two weeks before we started working from home but like we're in the middle of april and they haven't even been introduced to the team yet so Mm -hmm. can we do that because we're still having monthly team meetings like overall department meetings so there is time to still introduce this person i wasn't at the last meeting because i took that day off but i hope she got introduced (laughs) (laughs) or just to put herself off you know spoke up was like I just want to (laughs) say that I'm here and I work with you guys for everyone who didn't know I'm here I mean I brought it up to the meeting leads and they were like oh yeah we should do that so I don't know if it happened but I also like don't want to follow up on it because (laughs) I brought it up to them twice Oh. And it's, like, not that big of a deal to me. Oh, you've done your due diligence, it sounds like. Yeah, I did I did my due diligence. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I also feel bad. Now, dang, now I'm thinking about it again. Oh, well. It's okay. As someone who started at a new job, I really don't want too much attention on me because right. I just want to, like, I want to learn what I need to to do my job, but I don't want to, people to be looking too closely at my work. Because then I feel like, you know, I'm being scrutinized. And I'm like, well, how am I supposed to know? So <laughs> I, I want people to help me, but I don't want people 
judging, so. That's fair. I understand that. All right. Let's roll on down to meat and potatoes. (laughs) So. Who's got a meat and or a potato? I have a meat, potato, and some asparagus on the side. Ooh, snap. Yeah. Yeah, it's a whole meal. Is it grilled? Okay, it can be grilled. Okay. <laughs> or is it sautéed in butter with, like, a little extra lemon, some, like, freshly cracked black pepper? Camille told y'all she liked food. I <laughs> really do. I mean, is this your plate or mine, Camille? What's going on? <laughs> I'm, no, I'm asking about what's on your plate. <laughs> How is this it sounds like you're prepared, suggesting what to put on my that plate. That is not the point here. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ollie. Go ahead. It's cool. It's cool. So (laughs) I wanted to talk about getting along with your in-laws or your significant others, family members, and how you guys go about that. And I kind of want to go to Mandy first to get hers out the way. Because, you know, I can't contribute. (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Mandy, that is not right. (laughs) She knew it was gonna be quick. She knew it was gonna be quick. Mandy, <laughs> I have never met a significant other's parents, and that was a point of contention as to why my relationship ended. So there, you, that's all I have. <laughs> all right, Camille. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Now let's explore this a little bit because it might be a good thing that you never met them because, you know, it might not have worked out. It might have made things worse. I'm not saying it's good or bad. I mean, because if that's something you wanted to do and you weren't, you were unfortunately unable to do so, then that's kind of messed up. Um, yeah, it's one of those things where, because he and I still communicate, um, where he always says like his parents know who I am but to me like them knowing I exist and them knowing who I am to you are two different things Mm -hmm. like you didn't hold that significance of me being in a relationship with you to them so at no point and I think this can speak a little bit to what you're saying like if if a family member or just a person like it could be friends if you don't hold that your significant other in high regard to them, mm-hmm. then they're not going to treat them in mm-hmm. high regard. They're going to be like, oh my oh, goodness. You know, this is- my yeah. hand just went up. Can you say that again, please? <laughs> Let me put a time on this. We're out or seven <laughs> minutes in. I'm going to write that down. Please say that again. <laughs> if you don't hold your significant other in high regard when you introduce them to family and friends, then those family and friends aren't going to hold them in high regard. Mm. So you have to present them in a way that shows they are significant and important and worthy of like respect or just to be treated well or whatever the case may be. Like you have to set that precedence and boundary. Mm. You got to set the tone to make sure that Mm. your significant other is significant. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And I never got that. (laughs) Did they say why they never introduced you I guess or was it just not something that they took as being a serious thing to do um 
it's a conversation we've had a lot, and I don't know that I have one definitive answer okay. regarding why. So, yeah. <laughs> this, I just know that that um, we don't date anymore, and um, I never met his parents. Well, I kind of met his dad. Okay. Camille, I don't know if you'll also be able to contribute because you're a ray of sunshine, so I can't see anyone not liking you well, or having an issue with you. That- yes, but Camille is also, I don't know if you mind me saying this, but you're the only person on the podcast that's married. So If you don't like- mind us saying that, we can cut it out if you do mind us saying that. No, 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 you're fine. Right. I mean, actually, that I- that is a fact. I didn't mean that in like, I meant in a joking way. So you're trying to like. Yeah, like. No, no, I, I definitely want her input. <laughs> I'm just saying, well, I, I'm prefacing it with whoever has anything against you is probably from the pit of I don't know where because no yeah. one can hate you. <laughs> no, that's definitely true. But I, w- w- what I mean is, like, in having that like marriage piece, it's not just her meeting like the parents or the siblings. Right, it's that's why whole... I said in laws. Also, am I? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so okay, so I've 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 been with my husband for a long time, like thirteen. Thirteen, and you're yeah. older than me. Why are you surprised? I'm sorry, I know this, but our <laughs> listeners don't. Can I not give a reaction? Uh, oh my goodness! <laughs> you see her checking me on our podcast. Do you see her checking me, Camille, so on confused. our podcast? It's like I just can't I even confused. breathe loud. I can't even breathe loud and exasperate. Can I? Jeez, Louise! <laughs> I was like, she noticed. Why she actually surprised? <laughs> Yeah, no, everybody knows that I married my high school sweetheart. Uh, we, we've we been together for a really long time. We did break up for a year. And I very much like to remind my husband about it. And he's like, I don't even remember because I basically like was still in love with you and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, sure. We'll just pretend like that gap year didn't happen. Uh where you broke my heart into a million pieces, but oh, it's fine. Wait, wait. Can we ask questions about this or no? Oh, of course. I, I, yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you for saying, of course. What? Um, <laughs> all right. So you said he broke your heart. So was this his idea to take a break or something? Okay. So listen, it was it was his idea, but like I was on board with it because it made sense. You, we're both okay. going off to college uh, I mean, we're in two different states. We weren't going to the same school. It made sense to break up. But you know, when you're young and you're 18 and you're in a happy relationship, you're just like, oh, I'm on top of the world. Nothing can break my spirit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I will never forget it because he was moving into college that day. His parents had helped him move into his dorm and they went to church. He had his his lunch that day was from a hot dog cart from a hot dog stand. Oh my he was goodness. like, Yeah, that, that was like my lunch today. He went to school in New York. <laughs> um and so he called me that day and I had had a particularly good day that day because I had already been moved into school, already done the whole orientation thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what I don't know why, but I was like in a particularly good mood. And he called me that that evening (laughs) and we were just talking about each other's days. And then there was like this weird silence. 
And I was mm-hmm. like, so, so like, what are you thinking? What's on your mind? He's like, oh, I'm changing my Facebook status. And I was like, you are going to break up with me and let whoa. me be the idiot on Facebook that was whoa, in a whoa, relationship whoa. with nobody? Whoa. Yeah. See, now I'm understanding whoa, whoa, whoa. where the anger comes from. Because I'm like, yeah. he yeah. wasn't going to tell you that y'all were breaking up? He was just yeah. gonna, he's going to let and, Facebook tell you. And then it gets worse. So <laughs> I know he was a child, but that was childish. Like, I know he was young, but that was childish. Right, so, right. And the th- the thing is, he he doesn't he didn't even realize like what was happening. It wasn't him like being petty or childish. He was just like matter of factly saying, Yeah, I'm going to change my Facebook status. And because he was still on Facebook, he was like, I'm going to now upload my pictures from when I was in Italy onto Facebook. <laughs> like moments after you literally I had to get it out of you that you were breaking up with me. Now you're just going on with your daily Facebook um, tasks. So that was that was the fall of 2008. May I ask a question? Where, I interject. Yeah. Is this normal behavior? Like, is, is, is he just kind of robotic in that way? Or was it he didn't know how to handle the situation? So he's like, this is what I'm going to do. He's just robotic in that way. He's very... <laughs> No, seriously, he's very matter-of-fact, robotic. He's, like, when he's listening to a debate, he's gathering, like, all the information. He's very observant. Okay. Um, so it, it, it gets really frustrating when I want to, like, pick a fight with him over something stupid. Like, why did you pick uh, Kraft mayonnaise? You know I can't have Kraft mayonnaise because it has soy in it, and I'm trying to avoid soy. And he's like, oh, hmm. Noted for next time. I'm like, I want to have an argument about it. But you know this is a soy-free house. Yeah, and it, it, and uh, usually I'm the only one that's, like, yelling. So it's like I'm yelling at myself. And it's not even, like, yelling, like, heated argument. It's like, I'm just going to be loud because I can be loud. But, yeah. This is this has nothing to do with your original question. Right, but I had interjection questions, so I appreciate you. No, answering. no, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, yeah, so we so we broke up. We we were apart for oh, quote unquote apart for a year, but uh, we still talked every day. We still hung out when we were on break, and then the summer of two thousand nine, he was like, "Yeah, I want to get back together," and I was like okay, but I still have my guard up. And then I think it was year three. That's when he thought, yep, I'm going to marry this girl someday. But I was still in, I still am keeping my guard up. And I don't think I let my guard fully down just because, not in, not just because of our breakup, just because of like, so like statistically, like people, couples that come from divorced families are like, not supposed to make it and I was just like getting all of this like statistical data and that had always been in the back of my mind um and just my friends breakups like things like that they would always be in the back of my mind so I'm like oh okay this just always got to be careful and even as a young person I just like never thought I would get married because I grew up in a single 
single mother home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just really didn't think that marriage was in the cards for me. And plus, I, I had very low self-esteem. I was like, I know the way I look. Nobody was going to want a piece of this action. Poo-poo. Um, I poo-poo that right saying. now. You're wild. What are you yeah. saying? You heard what you said. I poo-poo what you just said. <laughs> you heard what you said. Oh, my God. Uh, I will not have that blasphemy on my podcast. Not up oh, here. Is your not podcast? up here. This is your podcast. Yours too. Interesting. Interesting. I just said for the part of it that's mine. I'm not gonna have it. You didn't it. say for the part of it that's mine. You said my podcast. Well, I can't speak to your part. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, but yeah, so uh, we we've been been boyfriend and girlfriend for a really long time. I just got married two years ago. That was really exciting. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. It was a fun and very stressful time. Mm-hmm. I believe you. Yep. I would not recommend planning two ceremonies out of state for whoa. nearly 300 people. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's that culture stuff. Yeah. The pictures were beautiful, but I didn't know it was like out of state. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, yeah. Uh, because I was living in Wisconsin and the wedding was taking place in Georgia. Uh, and that's where my family lives. That's where his family lives. And that was uh, courteous. Yeah. <laughs> if I could do things over, I wouldn't be so courteous. <laughs> so, uh, what about your in laws? So, my in laws. Uh, I got introduced. <laughs> I'm like, no, this is getting good. What is she doing? Oh, yeah, that wasn't. <laughs> yes. The, the, the original, sure back to all. the original question. I wanted to uh, make sure Ali got all of her questions answered, thank you, thank <laughs> including yeah. the first one. <laughs> okay, yeah. Let, let, me, let me rewind to the first question, and then I will entertain any subsequent questions you have thereafter. Okay. I got introduced to my in laws very early on. And and I, I feel like it's unfair for me to be like, yeah, uh, in-laws, this and that, here's my take. Because usually not, not a lot of people marry their high school sweetheart. And not a lot of people get introduced to their in-laws when they're 17 years old. Mm. So I feel like I lucked out because... I don't think there was ever any like, oh, whisper whispers. We don't think like she's good enough for you. That those kinds of conversations. Mm-hmm. And I've always felt welcomed um, when it comes to my in-laws. There hasn't been any like weirdness. I I I, I guess would be the the comment that I want to say. Okay. Um, what I will say though is now that we are married. My in-laws come to me for information versus going to my husband for information <laughs> because he's very bad at communicating and very bad at texting back people. So they're like, oh, like, who can we get an immediate response from? Camille. She's my go-to person. So that has been low-key annoying because, like, I, I want to say, like, I'm not your keeper, but, like, we're each other's keepers, because that's what marriage is about, but, like, it's just like, uh, he's a grown man, you can ask him things, he remembers to call his mothers on Mother's Day, like, you don't need me to remind him to do that, but, like, also, like, I low-key sometimes have to remind him to do that, <laughs> because... He will forget. He'll be like, oh, wow, is it Monday? Dang, yesterday was Sunday. Gotta wish my mother's happy Mother's Day. 
Yeah. So, wait, what was the question about in-laws? <laughs> <laughs> Did how I answer you, it? I was asked, how do you get along with them? But it seems like they know you from a young age, so they've seen you grown up. They've seen you at, develop from the friend to the girlfriend to the partner to the life partner to the wife. So it might yeah. be a little more difficult or your version might be a little skewed. But it seems like it comes naturally for you to get along with them. Yeah, I think it I, I think it definitely does come naturally because I love all of my in-laws. Um, I look forward. I mean, Christmas and the holidays, they get a little bit stressful just because uh, we're bouncing from one yeah. family to another to another. And then you like factor in friends that you want to see mm-hmm. like while you're on break and you only have like three days to do it all in. Um, but yeah, like I, I always have a good time and I always, ha- I always enjoy myself and I always feel, um, at home and I always feel like I'm with family. And I think that's really important when you have, like when you're in a relationship with someone and you get introduced to their family, like they're supposed to be another extension of you. Um, they're not supposed to be like this whole separate entity, I, in my opinion, like, I just want it, it, everything is just supposed to like flow and blend. And if you're not flowing and blending because like maybe they have stigmas about you, you should look into that. But like also it could just be their personality to be stiff and ungrateful, not welcoming. Cause yeah. like I was about to say, I think like Meghan Markle had to deal with that. Mm, and that, but so again, the key point, of what I saw and experienced is that Harry was like, I will not stand for the disrespect of my wife. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. To the point where he has left the family business and in some parts, like, the family. Like, yeah. So I know that ideally, like, that wouldn't have been the case if he felt like his wife could have been supported in full by the family and by the system of them being in the monarchy so like by the people by the other i don't know i don't know how it all works i'm only kind of british but <laughs> i was like if you're british what you mean you don't know how it works <laughs> i am first generation american but uh, <laughs> cop out it, but if if he felt like I love my family, but I will not stand for them disrespecting my wife and my partner. Then he did what was best for his wife and his family, his immediate family, and he got out of Dodge. So that is, you know, it's important to understand that, yes, there can be like a little bit of turmoil trying to get everybody to blend. But um, as you said, it's like, a partnership where like you have to be each other's keepers and have each other's backs and I just can't have to for me it was I can't insert myself into your family you Mm -hmm. have to want to bring me in yeah um so and and again if they don't feel like they have to respect me because you're not showing that to them then they won't and I can't fight them because they're your family. So I'm just, you know, I just remove myself from that situation. No, I agree. I agree. No, for real. Like if you don't, if, if they don't want you, if your significant other does not want you, want to bring you into the family, then they're not the person for you. What if your significant but, other is like, 
I care about you. You are my family, Camille, but I also care about my family. They're my family. And I don't know how to fix what's going on between y'all because that's between y'all. Then what do you say? Hmm. Hmm. That is a great question. I would say, well, it's either me or... <laughs> No, I'm kidding. We are drawing a line in the sand. <laughs> that would... I, I'm grateful enough to like not have been in that situation, but if I were in that situation, I because it, like there's so many factors, if, especially if you've been with that person for a really long time. Like if that is a make or break situation where if your significant other isn't um, going to stand up for you and say like, oh, this I'm not going to get involved. That's that's a you and person a b or c in my family thing then i think i would a go to therapy and talk about it b really just have to have a come to jesus moment and be like listen if 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 we can't come to an understanding then this not this might not be the relationship for me because i don't want to continue life and like grow a family with you and continue this relationship if there's going to be animosity Mm. because you want support you said a word and you don't even know it you don't even say you said a word and you didn't even know it you just said it i didn't what oh my god (laughs) can can you tell me what the word is was it animosity <laughs> she said a lot of words. What we highlight? It was a lot of words. I, it was more of a phrase, but like, I like just, you said a word, like a word. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the phrase. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I was like, she. Wait, what word? <laughs> okay. Okay. But I, yeah that that's my that's my thought on in laws. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate both of your inputs and lack thereof. You're welcome. <laughs> You're very welcome. Wait, what Does is what are your that? thoughts on in-laws? Uh, what you mean? <laughs> <laughs> As in... <laughs> what you mean? <laughs> like, have you had experience with meeting the parents of your significant other? How do you feel... Um, families from either end like your family your significant other's family come into play Mm -hmm. like what what's your take for all of my relationships like official and even unofficial ones I've always been introduced to the parents like always oh really yeah (laughs) you know I'm introducible and so okay all right I'm joking I'm joking I'm not joking about it happening but I'm joking about my joke anyways with our (laughs) Mandy. (laughs) (laughs) She knows I'm playing. Um, my most recent situation that I was in involved, um, something where I was getting along with someone who might have been a potential future in law, and then I wasn't getting along with them, and. I didn't see it as a respectful situation, especially Mm -hmm. since 
this person was visiting long term and in our home and our space and our blah, 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 blah. And at the time, it I kind of just tried to let it go. But then it started bothering me and my significant other at the time um, felt kind of trapped. They felt like, well, I love you like you're my Ollie and I love her. That's my mother. I don't know what to do about this and I don't feel like there's anything I can do. And they did ask me, they're like, are you giving me an ultimatum at the time? And I said, no, it's not an ultimatum. I'm just letting you know that her actions are disrespectful (laughs) and I'm not with it. And if I don't exist to her, any kids that you or I might have in the future will not exist to her because where are they going to come from? Mm. So I feel like that's maybe extreme to some people, but for me, it's not because I feel like I could have done way more, could have said way more. And that's just kind of how I feel about that. And it's, it's not that I don't feel protected. I try my best to be understanding in all my relationships, especially when I've dated people who seem like, you know, my family's my family, my lady's my lady, but I've also dated plenty of people who, in my opinion, are mama's boys. And it's just like, but you aren't about to procreate with your mother. You are not about to be in a relationship with your mother. You are not about to live with your mother. Like your mother brought you into this world, but you are not in a relationship with your mother. So mm-hmm. those kinds of people I used to date, it would infuriate me, especially with my ideas about family in general. It's kind of just like, I'm just like, you got to tear away from family and create your own and do your own thing. Not to say you can't go back and, you know, intermingle with your family and talk with them and fellowship with them. But I do, I am a firm believer in if, if I am with you, then I am your family. This is your household. If this is your household or this is our household, that's this family. They're over there. Your mom, your dad, your cousins, your brothers, your sister, they got their own family stuff going on. So I'm... I'm very much so like I understand and respect that that's whoever it is in your life, whether it's your family, your friend, but also I expect some kind of priority and I do expect to be respected, especially if this visitor is in my home. Yeah, I would. Yeah, 100 percent. Like, ugh. yeah, so I just. Yeah. That's- like especially especially if you're in especially if they're coming into your space there Ooh. has to be Ooh. a level of respect. Ooh. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Can you yeah. say that again? Yeah. Let me try mark this. That's 1 minute. <clears throat> That's 1 hour 31 minutes. <laughs> I got that one too. Let me get closer to the mic. Thank you. <laughs> especially when they're coming into your home. Mm. There has to be a level of respect. Mm. Because, I mean, when when I'm going into any any family member's home, Hello? like that, I don't live there. Hello? They have their own rules. They Hello? have their ways of doing things. Hello? So I respect that. Mm-hmm. I, I do what Hello? they... Because you can't hear us or are you agreeing yeah, with I'm her? agreeing with you her. Oh, okay. <laughs> you kept doing it. I was she like, everything she said was agreeable. I'm sorry. I'm quiet. <laughs> I'm quiet. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I was like, she, she can't hear. <laughs> I'm quiet. Oh, this is you don't understand. I needed this. 
Uh, but yeah, even when my own family comes to visit, they know, like, the way I run my house here mm. is way different than how my mom runs the house and how things are done. And it's not, mm-hmm. it's not a bad thing. It's just we're different people. So I tell mm-hmm. them all the time, like, this is, this is how I do things. This is what I would like. If you don't like it, you can leave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's, a, there's an understanding. There's, it's just a, it's just a respect thing. Mm. 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 So yeah. Mm. Maybe. So it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can go into my meat and potato. No, I, um, I thought you had something to say. In oh, to I was. I thought you chat. No, no, no. I wanted like, your input. <laughs> well, it it just sounds like what um I think we all said earlier at some point, but it's like we're adults, you know, so it's okay to put that marker on to say like I'm an adult and this is the boundary I set for myself. And especially in my home. And yeah, like they're your parent, but they do also have to understand that. So if you're just saying like I can't say anything to them because they're my parent, it's like that's not real. Like I was talking about this on the podcast, you know, a few podcasts ago, but I was like, I had to, to talk like I was trying not to yell at my parents, but I had to talk to my parents sometimes like knowing they're my parents to say like, you can't do this. Like you are used to just doing whatever you want, but understand now that even though like, like everybody can be knowledgeable in things. And so just because you're the parent doesn't automatically mean that you have the most knowledge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that I can't tell you new information or tell you what I may think is best just because you're the parent. It doesn't like you being the parent doesn't automatically mean that you know best anymore. It, do, it doesn't work like that because yeah. now we're all adults and we all have access to information, but also we also can set our own boundaries. So for it being your home, like, yeah, like you get to set that boundary mm-hmm. and the parents have to respect that. Mm-hmm. I always get so nervous setting boundaries with my mom because she's Nigerian mm-hmm. and Every time I need to, like, set a new boundary or just, like, talk to her about something, I get so much anxiety because she, she is, I mean, she's always going to be my mom, mm-hmm. but, like, she, I feel like sometimes she still feels Hello? like she's oh. parenting me, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. because there's there's <laughs> just a whole level of respect with elders and things like that in Nigerian culture that like there are just some lines that you don't cross but there are also but as an as you're growing into an adult and as a grown woman like I always find that there needs to be a balance of putting my foot down but also being respectful I have a similar relationship situation with my parents in that I mean, they're still continuously actively trying to teach me things and they say it in a way like of course I'm still raising you why yeah. would I? Why would I have stopped? And I'm just like because I'm an adult, and now mm. I get to make my own decisions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lots to think about. Okay, Mandy, what's on your plate? Um, my plate is gonna be real short. I'm Do sick you also of these have grilled asparagus on your plate? No, it's more like a cracker. I'm <laughs> sick of these. <laughs> you even need a plate for a cracker, though. Well, you could just grab that out of pack. I put. I could put it on a napkin. Okay. I'm sick of these babies and these small children 
trolling me on the internet with their exercising. Okay? I know I need to exercise, baby. <laughs> I don't need to see you exercising to remind me that I am out of shape and that you are better at doing the exercises than I am. I will do it when I am good and ready. And that's all I had to say. <laughs> Interesting. I have yet to come across such an ad, but I believe that they have been attacking you in your uh, feed, your algorithm. Yeah. It's not advertisements. It's real live people. It's, th- it's just like, does everyone I follow follow a fit baby? Because why are all these kids working out? <laughs> and when I say babies, I literally, literally mean like of toddler age and younger. Like people who just started walking, hold their head up. They're not potty trained. <laughs> if you're not potty trained, you're still a baby. If you're still doing the diaper situation, you're still a baby. So all these people in diapers who are working out and putting me to shame, leave me alone. You can do that over there. I'm going to not work out over here. We all have our our own situation. Leave Mandy alone! <laughs> Thank you! <laughs> <sighs> Interesting. All right, you guys, we're almost done. Who would like to give out their first underappreciated award? Okay. I would like to give my (laughs) underappreciated award to partners, to people who protect their partners, whether that's a, whatever your partner is. Like, I really really appreciate that whether it's against friends or family or even defending just like I got your back you don't ever have to worry about me having your back and I think about that um there was a talk it was Megan Good and her husband I don't know his name first or last but he's Franklin yep him too and they were on stage somewhere and basically someone in the crowd was um heckling berating disrespecting Megan Good talking about some you know now that you're a godly woman make sure that you're not dressing as scantily clad you know in these magazines and everything and she looked taken aback but he stepped right in he was like oh hold up hold up hold up hold up what we're not gonna do is chastise her about what she wants to wear because she can be a godly woman and wear what she wants to wear like that's what we're not gonna do and everyone just applauded him and I just I felt like there were so many layers to that I felt like it was him immediately stepping in I felt like it was him like like respectfully telling them to mind their business. And I also felt like it was, I love her. And if that's what she wants to do, I support her decision, no matter what, this is my wife. So whenever I see that video circulating, it just makes me feel really, really good. Shout out to support. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Support is great. Mm-hmm. Y'all stop no, about support. Like when you're actually supported, <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's a feeling that I can't really describe. It's it's very emotional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, at least. When I get support, no, it is emotional for me too. When I get supported, it's often like a surprise. I'm like, oh, snap. <laughs> this is coming. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. No, I, I would agree with that. That's how I take in support and compliments. I, I don't deal with them at all. I'm one of the most awkward people on the planet. So when I see support given to me or just like anything positive that's like reinforced my way, I'm like, why is this happening? What are you doing? Is this a joke? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I am working on it though. But support is great. <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha 
Um, Camille, do you have an underappreciated award? Yeah, I have two, if that's okay. Of course. Um, my first one, you guys are gonna laugh, and which is fine. Like I'm I'm used to people laughing at me. Um, but my first one is for the Tony Hawk Pro Skater album for the PS1. Now, let me explain. I used to play this game all the time back in the early 2000s or whenever the PS1 came out. My brother and I would play all the time. And the music was just very significant for that video game. And I rediscovered it in an Apple Music playlist. Mm -hmm. And I've been listening to that at least twice a week. So shout outs to the Tony Hawk Pro Skater uh, album. Hopefully Tony Hawk isn't problematic. And with the BLM movement, I have not researched that. Because if he isn't, he might just have to go. And by might, I mean he's gonna. So that's that's my that's my first one and my my second underappreciated award is for flaming hot doritos they are better than flaming hot cheetos in my opinion oh whoa 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 whoa. we're not gonna do lie on this podcast she said in her opinion. Okay. And so All right. So that, not factual. Got you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa. It's factual, not factual. Okay, go Two ahead. Two things can be true, Ollie. I Except can like Flaming Hot Doritos more than Cheetos, and you can like Flaming Hot Cheetos more than Flaming Hot Doritos. Two things can be true. Robinson Sound, please edit this part out. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I mean, I would try it, but I'm only allowed to buy wrap snacks this week, so I can't really have a large opinion. No, after your week of wrap snacks, can are you going to follow up with the podcast about the wrap snacks? Because I'm going to be listening, and I just I'm I'm all for a review. I will definitely, I mean, I can give you a review on the ones I've had, but I feel like I'm going to do a little bit more research. So I will definitely do that this time. Cause I'm looking forward I've, to it. I've eaten the puffs and I don't like puffs of any kind. So it was oh, just like, Oof. you're right. It was just like, this was given to me and I'm trying to be polite, mm-hmm. but I cannot have what feels like packing foam in my mouth. Um. Like that's how puffs feel to me. <laughs> I don't like but puffs. But I can't blame that on the flavor. That's just my feeling. I don't like puffs and I don't like graham crackers because I feel like they're toddler foods. And they're usually <laughs> foods that younger people between the ages of 1 and 2.5 eat. And then they get all over the place and they mush it up and somehow try to feed it back to you. It's mm-hmm. very disgusting. So that's what it's I always what the, associate with puffs. It's what those fit toddlers eat after they work out. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, for my underappreciated award, it will be going to a television program that I watched this week in between. Well, for the past couple of weeks, I've been watching it in between doing homework. And that is Kim's Convenience on Netflix. <gasps> Yay! Finally! 
Is that show good? Yes. It is. I don't know why you're saying finally. Because I suggested it to y'all a long time ago. I I had already watched it when you suggested it. I'm just giving the underappreciated word to this latest season. <laughs> oh, I, I've been, the latest season been up for a long time, but I'm not going right, to talk to you because I'm I behind have lots of shows. I know that's why I said I'm quiet. I'm quiet. <laughs> yes, Camille, it's but good. It's good. <laughs> it's good. And this season was like especially good because like last season they it's a show with like typically very low stakes. But very funny, especially the cold opens are so funny to me. <laughs> and then I watched this season and I was like, oh, snap. I feel like they're giving in more stakes. Mm-hmm. But it's the, the structure of the show is still like, we're going to make these important things happen, but we're still going to just make it easy breezy. So I was just mm-hmm. like really sad when it was over. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Yeah. What will I watch in between homework now? Yeah, so, it's so short too this season. So it's like I hate I hate like skipping ahead to see when it's the last episode of something. So I really don't know until they're suggesting some weird show to me, like The Order, and I'm like, what? <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I'm glad. So yeah, well, I'll add that to my to watch list. It. Definitely, do it, mm-hmm. do it. I think you'll enjoy it. Like, given the humor that I think you like, I think you'll enjoy. It. Okay, okay, okay. What kind of humor do you think I like? Good humor. Stuff that's actually okay. funny. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can get dry humor, too. I feel like there's a lot of dry humor I do humor enjoy in the dry show. humor. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I want to give a special shout-out to the ash- actress who plays Stacy because in every episode, I was like, Stacy don't. Stacey don't fuck with y'all. <laughs> like Stacey's here to come to work and leave. She don't. She's she she tries to be pleasant, but really she does not like y'all. And so shout out to Stacey <laughs> or the actress who plays Stacey. Wait, she did a great job. are you shouting her out because she you don't think that anymore, or are you just shouting her out because that's you think that's how she feels? Um, I'm shouting <laughs> her out because the way that she would punctuate a scene with her I don't fuck with y'all it was just like so perfect every time she was just like sometimes people would try her and she would make a face and I'm like the one day that that Stacey engages with y'all y'all want to try it this is why Stacey don't fuck with y'all and then like she just she would add great punctuation to the scene she was in there last season but I feel like they really utilized her this season so gotcha shout outs to to Stacey shout outs to you do you did you guys ever watch a goofy movie? Uh, is that a question? Watch a okay, goofy I just have to make sure it is literally top five Disney movies for me. I've been seeing it. That's not right. Any, anytime someone says Stacy, I just want to say, "Go Stacy!" <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing that in theaters. And I only remember seeing about three movies in theaters. So, I mean, from when I was a kid, I shouldn't yeah. say that. I just I go to the movie theater all the time. But from childhood, I remember seeing like three movies in theaters. What were your other I two? Really- I remember seeing Aladdin in theaters. I saw like It Takes one. Two mm-hmm. in theaters. Yeah, I mean, I figure I saw a lot <laughs> the new one <laughs> in theaters too. Um, and I'm trying to remember what the other one is. I can't remember it right now. Apparently, according to my sister, I saw Malcolm X in theaters when I was like two. But oh, of course, I was like, right. and I was like, y'all took a baby to see Malcolm X. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people bring their babies to the theater all the time. 
which is wild. Yeah. I'll say it. Y'all don't like, I, I, I don't, I don't understand that. Thank you. <laughs> it just seems like a lot of work. And also yeah. distraction and also interruption. <laughs> seems like a lot of work. All right. Mandy, would you like to tell the listeners where they can find us? Oh, yeah. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at MNO Podcast. Um, you can slide in our DMs, send us your questions, comments, and concerns. You can also send us your questions, comments, and concerns at Mandy and Ali at gmail.com. Nice. Please be sure to like and subscribe to the <laughs> podcast wherever you listen. Oh, there's something that Ali's going to add. She's going to add it right here, guys. Here you go. <laughs> no, I was just saying nice, but I'll add it. If you'd like to be a guest on our show, like the lovely Camille, a.k.a. Cammy, was today, then you can definitely email us at mandyandolly at gmail.com. As Mandy said, you can also DM us, um, but an email seems better suited for this. Uh, Camille, is there anything you'd like to say in closing or any ads you'd like to give or just anything whatsoever? I just want to say thanks for having me on. It was a pleasure and a half because I've been binge listening to the podcast recently and just listening to your voices and nodding my head in agreement or laughing or giving a very dramatic gas to whatever you guys are saying. (laughs) So uh, to be part of the conversation today made my heart smile. So thank you so much. I have nothing to plug. And I'm not giving out my social needs right now. So <laughs> that's totally fine. Completely fair. Mm-hmm. And I deleted my Facebook like two weeks ago. It's been healthy. Welcome to the club. Oh, yeah. Ollie does that all the time. Yep. I <laughs> like to stay on Facebook for the times when I like to play games. But yeah, I did find um, a, that I do need Facebook for Candy Crush, which <laughs> is. Helping me curb my Candy Crush addiction. So, yeah, I'm staying on Facebook for the time being. It can be a very unhealthy place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have two Facebooks. One that I just use for games. So, if you want to do that, too. Like, they don't oh. follow nobody. <laughs> you know what? That is not a bad idea. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You can get all those extra power-ups and level-ups, and you can be your own friend and invite yourself and get all the game bonuses mm-hmm. that way. Listen. Ooh. Like a whole bunch of ghost Don't tempt me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It was great talking to y'all. Bye. Bye. Don't I know you from back when? Yeah, way, way back when.